Hey everyone, happy Friday and welcome to another episode of the Tailgate Kings. I'm Dr. Die here with Jason Reynolds, Chad Jackson, the chef, and the kid, Casey Jones. We got them all today, boys. Everybody's here. Casey's a new father. It's a whole crazy new world out there as Lake Charles has not only had a hurricane, but now an ice storm. So, uh, man, we're living in the end times, aren't we, Casey? Yeah, man. Uh, it's... You know, it's pretty crazy out here. Uh, you know, Chad is also going through it as well. Um, it, it's, it's definitely been uh, different. It, it, you, you've seen the attitude and the morale of people from the beginning of the week say, oh, my God, it's going to be so cool. We're going to have snow. It's going to be so awesome. And then two days later, they're like, take it away. Get it away now. We don't want it anymore. And um, it, it can't go fast enough. It's, you know, you mentioned the hurricane. Um, I, along with plenty of other people, had damage to my home from the hurricane, and um, we had to get a brand new roof while the ice ended up uh, <laughs> damaging that brand new roof. So now I have to get a whole new section of my roof done all over again. So it, it's great out here. But yeah, to, to also to address what you mentioned, yes, new dad. Um, my son turns two weeks old tomorrow. So um, it's definitely different, man. A lot less sleep. I'm sure, you know, Jay and Chad can attest to that, but a lot less sleep over here in the Jones household. Life is flying, my man. Life is flying. And Lake Charles, like you said, is crazy post-apocalyptic right now. Everything's going to look different next year, including some of these NFL teams. Oh, look at that segue, guys. Look at that segue. Nobody. Ooh. Yeah, thanks. Come on, give me something. All right, anyways. All right, so um, we saw Carson Wentz moved. Um he wasn't kind of my number two quarterback to be moving, you know. I mean, after Stafford and Goff went in, 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 the, in the beginning of the offseason, I wasn't ready for Wentz to be the second guy that moved, but he has. To Indianapolis, I think one of two teams I think we all kind of pegged him to, to go to. So how do you feel about this trade, Jay? I, you think this is pretty good for the Colts. How do you feel it is for the Eagles? I, I you know I love it for all parties. For the Eagles, it's the equivalent of uh... – you know, the Rams getting rid of Jared Goff. They, they have a guy they have to pay too much. Sure, there's a cap hit, but you know your relationship's done with him. you got to get rid of him. Works out great for the Eagles, right? For the Colts, yeah, Rivers is retired. They're a playoff team. They're not going to draft till 26, 27, something like that. They're not going to get their QB of the future out of this draft. They, they would be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, but he's in the same division. they they got to go for it. For Wentz, he gets to a second chance, which a lot of NFL quarterbacks don't get. And he gets it with Frank Reich, the guy who made him good in the first place back in 2017 and 2018. You know, people, people are going to naysay every trade. They're going to have complaints about it. This is one of those rare times where I think it works out very well for every party involved. I think this is one of those NFL trades you just can't complain about. It's, it's the best case for all three of them. So, Chad, what do you think, man? I mean, you know, so, so is this going to work out for Wentz? I mean, do the Eagles go with Hurts? What, what, what ends up happening here? No, I, I like this for Carson Wentz. I think there's a chance for him to – to regain some of his stature as a quarterback, an elite quarterback in the NFL, if he isn't um, the crybaby that he's been made to be, you know, through the media, there's all those questions about his locker room clubhouse presence that have to be answered. And I think, you know, when you get a chance to start afresh in a new organization where you feel comfortable with people that you've already won with, you can make that work. So that seems to be a fit. We'll see. You know, it's a lot, it's a lot to ask of the Eagles to part with 
a guy who they gave up so much to get that that part of it hurts and especially with a guy who you don't know if he's really your future as a quarterback or if he's just a guy who you can plug in and and you know have him be successful in in certain parts of your offense much like a Taysom Hill I I kind of see him like a Taysom Hill so do I think that Jalen Hurts is their quarterback going forward. I, th- I think no. I think they're going to have to do something to um, move that needle. I think they're going to have to draft. I don't know if they have to move up and trade. I mean, I don't even know if they have trade assets to do it. But they can't. They can't stay status quo. They're going to have to do something to bring in another guy. And, and there's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft, so maybe maybe they will find a way to maneuver and 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 get something out of this draft. But um, the Eagles are almost in a rebuild, it appears to me. So what they do is a big question mark. But I think, honestly, Carson Wentz is a big winner in this. Casey, what do you think there, man? Chad said the, the Eagles probably going to have to go get at least another guy. Jalen Hurts isn't going to be the guy alone. What about the what about the Colts, though? Are the Colts set with just Wentz then? Or, or do you feel like if you're the Colts, you still might need to go get a veteran for insurance or something like that? I mean, I'm I'm looking at this Colts team, and I, what, am I mistaken thinking that Ryan Fitzpatrick would be a would be a good signing to have as a veteran backup just in case? <laughs> has he not played with the Colts yet? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. I maybe he one has. Of the few teams he hasn't played on. I That's think, a great idea. I think, I think you're right. I think he's played on almost every other AFC South team except for the Colts. Right. Or so I mean, look, if you do if you do sign a veteran, I don't think that's a bad idea. Uh, I I think no matter I don't want to say no matter the quarterback you plug in, but if you look at Carson Wentz and even if you look at an, a veteran backup, just in case you have to play them, if you look at plugging them in on the Colts, I mean, I think Jay mentioned it in our group text yesterday. You have a good defense, you have a decent offensive line, you have better weapons than what you had in Philly on the on the offensive side of the football. I, I don't want to say that Carson Wentz is going to return to his MVP caliber um, or even win Super Bowls with, with Indy, but I think that if he was going to land in any situation of the available spots that he could have landed, Indy might be the best spot. And in terms of Philly, I think Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback next season. I think he is the guy that, at least for the time being, that they are going to run with as the starting quarterback in Philly, I do agree though, that I do think they're in a slight bit of a rebuild. So Jalen hurts might have to take some, some lumps and some bruises there, but I think he's the guy going forward. See it, how, how long of a leash does Wentz have? Cause I feel like, you know, the Colts were kind of the, the reluctant suitor, like, you know, the bears, they seem to be all in on Wentz, but Wentz wasn't all in on them. He wanted to go to the Colts and the Colts were like, all right. Uh, 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 all right. You know, I mean, how, how how long of a leash does he have with Frank Reich over there, Jay? I mean, yeah, he's going to play under him again, but I mean, it's not like Frank Reich was or the Colts were like jumping out of their skin. It felt like to get Wentz. No, and you know, Chris Ballard, the general manager, he's been very clear about this. He says we're looking for the right quarterback long term, not the right now quarterback that ends up being long term. He, he has very little commitment beyond a year here, and in fact, if I'm not mistaken, they can release or cut Wentz and not have to give another draft pick after a year, right? <laughs> so so they have conditions on this trade where they can get out of it pretty easily. It might hurt their cap space a little bit, but not that bad. This is a great deal for the Colts because who else are they going to get? Watson, Watson isn't available. And when you look at Wentz, it's important to remember here, 
Uh, Wentz was sacked 50 times last year in just 12 games. Had, had he played the full season and started all 16, he was on track to be sacked about 70 times, right? So, And I'm not saying Wentz is, is great and he's just in a bad position. He has his flaws and his issues to overcome. But, man, when you're getting hit that hard, we saw what happened to Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl when his offensive line wasn't up to snuff and the Eagles' offensive line is even worse. I, I think Wentz has a one-year leash here. But, you know, you have Brissett behind him. Wentz is also injury prone. So they were smart in this trade to put conditions on it so they don't have to give any more if they don't want to start him after a year because they don't know if he'll be healthy enough too. Wentz, beyond the mental stuff, there's the physical stuff where he's missed, what, huge chunks of, I think, three of his five seasons or something like that. It's, it, it's kind of a dangerous move to pick him up, but it's also the only real move without mortgaging your whole future to move up and, and maybe get lucky on a quarterback this year. I, I say his leash is one season at most. So are you looking in the draft then, Chad, or, or are you looking for a veteran? What, what, what are you looking for, you know, in the future here? Are, are you just hoping that maybe Wentz does work out if you're the Colts? Yeah, you've got Jacoby Brissett. Jay makes a good point. It's not like he's a turd. I mean, he's the guy who can contribute when pressed into action. He's done very well and kind of is a counterpuncher to what Wentz's style is. I mean, Wentz used to be a guy who would – venture out of the pocket and, and try and pick up yards with his legs. But with injury and all the things that have happened in his short career, he's now got to be more of a pocket passer. And I think Wright will do a good job of finding his role and offsetting him with Brissett. I, you know, I, at this point, I don't think they have to go find somebody else. I think they've got, I mean, and, and in terms of what they, what they sent away to get him, I mean, geez, that was, that's brilliant for them. So they're set up, and Jay makes a great point. If it, it, they, they put themselves in a position where if it doesn't work out, they can divorce themselves to this situation, quick pass in a hurry, Flavos vision ain't blurry. They can move on, and it will be no big loss to them. And they will have to – I mean, Philly's eating the dead, dead cap space. So everything, everything lines up as a win for them. And if, it, if it's not now with that defense in Indy – and, you know, they're going to have to do something a little bit more, I think, to, to find him a couple of more wideouts. I mean, T.Y. is getting a little longer in the tooth. They've had an emergence of young receivers, but they're going to have to do something to get him a few more weapons because that's been the complaint in Philly. He didn't have anybody. He had nobody. I mean, constantly hurt skill players that never gave him a chance to be competitive and an offensive line that was a sieve. So you get a slightly better offensive line, you get slightly better skilled position players, better running backs, but I think you'll, you'll see them get better. Don't be surprised if early in the season, uh, Naheem Hines, the running back, is his leading receiver as they oh, try yeah. to get his game back with short, high-percentage passes. I see a lot going through the run game here with Taylor and Hines. This sets up really well for a quarterback you need to rehab. No, I totally agree with that. I think there's going to be a lot of passes to the running backs and whatnot. I, I feel like that's going to be the place that Wentz is going to go. Casey, could Wentz be saved? Because I'm, I'm of the opinion that, that, that Wentz just, you know, he's, he's not really worth it. That I'll take him as a one-year stay gap if I'm the Colts. I think this works for the Colts as you – because as Jay pointed out, there's, there's nobody in this draft really worth, worth saving your franchise over, you know, outside of the, the top, you know, two or three picks. So, you know, it, it, is Wentz saveable for you, Casey? I think so. I, I think Jay's right, and I think you're right in terms of you, you give him this one year as, as the leash, if you will. 
And um, if it goes terribly wrong, then you you move on. And I don't know if Jacoby Brissett is that that guy that you just move on to for another season because we saw them do that um, whenever Andrew Luck went down with his last big injury before he retired. Um, and I believe this conditional pick is if Carson Wentz plays at least 75% of the snaps through the season or plays 70% of the snaps and they make the playoffs – then the Eagles will get the uh, first round pick for next season as well. Um, and if you're asking me, that's worth it. Look, if I'm making the playoffs, my first round pick is probably not super great. I'm going to be what in, in the middle <laughs> best. So it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to take that risk. And, you know, if Carson Wentz doesn't work out, you move on, you cut ties. If he does work out, then you look like a pretty smart franchise that made the move on a young quarterback who was probably just in the wrong system without the right pieces around him. So I think it's win-win for the, for the um, Colts, really. All right, but we're all the one year we'll see and we'll go. So let's, let's stick with this one-year idea, Jay. Big Ben getting one more year with your Steelers, are, are you okay with that? I, you know, I don't – this was a really strange thing that happened this week, and I think a lot of people don't understand why it got so much press. Uh, Kevin Colbert, the Steelers GM, said in a press conference, you know, well, for right now, like as of right now, Ben's a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And it felt a bit like that Jared Law, Goff line that the, the Rams used right before they, they got rid of him. And it's odd. If, you, if you're familiar with how the Steelers have dealt with troubled players and contract issues for decades, it's that they don't do it in the media. They've had trouble with Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, James Harris, and a long list of star-studded players that had Plexico Burris they've had contract issues with. Kevin Colbert and the Rooney stance has always been, we don't discuss contracts in the media, Right. We keep that stuff in-house. We're not, we're not doing that. And suddenly Kevin Colbert is, is discussing Ben's contract with the media, which suggests there is a serious communication issue there. She has to be worried not just about Ben's future with the team, but also about Colbert's. This seems like going off the reservation a bit. It's not a very Steelers move. Huh. And it makes me wonder if Colbert is, is shaking a little bit, if he needs to know what's going on with Ben in order to make moves. You can't make a move on a guy like J.J. Watt if you don't know where Ben is on the contract and he's not returning your phone calls. So I, at this point, I'm, I'm, as a Steelers fan, all for cutting ties with Ben. If he's holding up the train, right, if he's not in enough contact with Colbert that he feels a need to contact Ben through the media, just release him. Be done with him because you need more than one guy, right? And Ben lo- has loved each offseason playing hard to get. But hard to get only works if people are sure they want you. We're not sure we want him anymore. So I, I think it's time to cut ties there. Yeah, no, you can make an argument that that you guys were a quarterback away last season in some ways. You know, once 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 the second half the season came in and and Ben just didn't look you know sharp anymore. So, it, it, I mean, look, it, this you guys are finally facing that aging QB thing that all of our teams face now. What do you do with them? What do you do with these aging QBs? You know, they they, they always end up moving to one team. It feels like for two more seasons or something, right? You know, Peyton Manning. Uh, you know, uh, what, uh, Joe Montana, even Brady, you know, I mean, I'll be a Brady get the Super Bowl, but they all seem to move to another team, Favre. So, Chad, what do you think, man? Is Big Ben long for the world in, in Steeler land, or, or, or is he going to – is Big Ben going to be the type of guy that if the Steelers cut him, Chad, is he going to just, you know, no, nah, I'm not – I don't need to play for another team. Look, all apologies, Jay. <clears throat> I know it's your squad. Big Ben's always been an a-hole. He's always been a problem. He's always been the guy who off the field made headlines for all the wrong reasons and on the field made you forgiven. I think we can all agree he's not one of those guys that endears himself to 
the general populace of wherever he's going to head. But at this point, I don't see anybody willing to take a chance on him if it's not going to be. And Jay makes solid points about, you know, how they're negotiating with him and trying to kick the tires and find out whether this is something that he wants to do or they need to move on. You know, negotiating differently always is a kind of – it tips your hand a little bit. So, I, I think this is a, a make-or-break situation in Phil, uh, Pittsburgh for him. It's either it's either there or nothing. I don't know anybody who would want Big Ben in his current status with all of his injuries, with all of his off-field bullshit, with everything that goes along, with everything that he does. I mean, if, if Pittsburgh can't bring him back for another year, who else wants him? Why would you, why would you, in this quarterback carousel that's becoming like the most enormous off-season quarterback situation in the history of the sport, why would you pick Ben? Uh, you know, it's either Pittsburgh or nothing. Oh, man, that's an indictment. Jay, Jay you, want, you want to respond to any of that before I go to Casey? No, no, it makes sense. I mean, like, look – and this is another like uh, uh, Steelers things. Steelers quarterbacks generally don't go to other teams, <laughs> right? Like the Steelers have had three coaches in the last 50 years. Most NFL teams have three coaches every five years, right? <laughs> right. We've had this quarterback for what, 17 years. No, you don't place. I mean, like, like, no, like that, that's it. Brady is an exception. Right. But the like moved somewhere and was successful. Right. Uh, uh, Manning moved somewhere and wasn't really successful, but the Broncos he was, but the Super Bowl year, he got carried through that Super Bowl. Right. I mean, this this is it. Yeah, like you play for Pittsburgh or you retire. I, I don't think you go to a second team from here. You didn't see Bradshaw do that. I, I think, you know, Pittsburgh's the upper echelon of, of football. If you're not playing there, why play anywhere else? I, I, I you know, I have trouble imagining Rodgers leaving the Packers for the same reason. There's certain franchises, you know, Eli, like leaving the New York Giants? No, Eli Manning retires a Giant. Yeah, I, I think, Ben, it, it, might not, it might be an ugly end, but I, I think it ends in Pittsburgh. Casey, you you have the agreement that uh, that a Big Ben is should be done, and 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 b that if he is done, he ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I've, honestly, I've never been a Big Ben fan. Uh, last time I was a Big Ben fan was when he made that throw to San Antonio Holmes in the Super Bowl against the uh, Cardinals. Um, but that was mostly San Antonio Holmes that I was a big fan of for making the catch. Look, uh, I mean, I'm a little I'm a little out of my element here in terms of the AFC North. It's not really my division. I'm an NFC North guy. Um, if it's up to me, if Ben's gone, cool. If he's back, cool. I mean, he, he didn't look like the big Ben of 10 years ago in this, pa- in this past, um, postseason when he was throwing those interceptions, you know, um, Jay, I think the Steelers have a fantastic defense that you guys can lean on heavily in the very immediate future. Once you guys decide to make that move from big Ben to whoever the next quarterback is, um, hopefully just not Rudolph. I don't like Rudolph either. Um, if you're asking me, I think Big Ben should be gone. Um, I think that a lot of Steelers fans, even outside of Jay, because I have other friends who are Steelers fans, um, that are also ready for him to be gone. So it makes sense for them to go ahead and cut ties now if they're going to do it. Um, but if they're not, then I don't know how much you can honestly expect out of him next season. And I don't know if they'd have anybody to fault but themselves if they keep him around. Well, you make, you, you make, you make a sideways good point in a sense that 
Who else is on this roster? Like Jay, it, it, your quarterback of the future, he's not on the roster, man. I mean, it's it's not. I mean, Les Haskins is some great reclamation project. We've seen Mason Rudolph. He's not. Well, you, you see the Steelers and the Colts, and I, I I find myself becoming a Colts fan because they run such a parallel to the Steelers right now. Both teams have exceptionally good young defenses. Both teams have a strong offensive line. I think the Colts are a little ahead on the run game with Taylor and Hines, but you know the the with Matt Canada becoming the offensive coordinator. Steelers in a situation where their run game is going to mirror the Colts' run game a lot, and they find themselves in a situation where they're in the playoffs, so they're not high enough to get the next quarterback of the future. So they're going to go to one vet to replace another. So that the Haskins move for a year makes sense. It's a reclamation project, much like the Wentz one, but you, you got to wait. I think the Colts and the Steelers just happen to be in the wrong year to try to mortgage your future and draft that, that QB of the future. There isn't always a QB of the future. I think Haskins is the right move for Pittsburgh, just like I think Wentz is the right move for the Colts. I don't see either of these teams being a Super Bowl contender, but if they can work these two quarterbacks out, they're both back in the playoffs again. And what do you want as a fan? A team that takes five years to rebuild or a team that keeps you in the playoffs while rebuilding? I think they're both taking the right path here. I mean, couldn't, couldn't you argue that, that Ryan Fitzpatrick, we point out he's sitting out there as a free agent, Ryan Fitzpatrick come up to your, your your Steelers make him better than Big Ben. Like I'm wondering, is I would love it. I would take him in a hot minute. Uh, the him and Haskins, that's a great combo. Do you think Haskins right now is a better quarterback option than Big Ben? No, I, I think you know. I, I think Ben had a bad last game against Cleveland. Otherwise, his stats were pretty much fine all season. I, I mean, it was a unique season for a lot of teams. The Steelers got no bye. Ben has been notoriously bad off of a bye week. So it was pretty much destined that once he got that first game off against Cleveland, he was going to blow it in the last game. I, I'm not – I switched my mind from being okay with Ben coming back to not being okay with Ben coming back just this week uh, uh, because he didn't go in and try to cut a deal with the team right away so they can deal with free agency. If you're not going to be a team player on the contract, I can't trust you to be a team player on the field. So that's why now I say you release him. It's a business decision. It's not even an on-field business decision. Now it's a boardroom business decision. You got to get rid of the guy because he's holding up what free agents you can re-sign from your own team and what free agents you can bring in. So bad on the field, forget about that. Right now he's bad in the boardroom. Right, but gonna... when is it when has it not been about Ben for Ben, Jay? It's always been about him. He's he's the me first most guy I've ever known. I, I mean known i say that but i mean it, it, the guy you're just like dude really i mean oh just, definitely yeah i mean there, there's the no doubt about it. and look at it, he's it's rare that the quarterback of a uh you know a upper echelon franchise in the nfl isn't the face of the, the franchise but ben has never really been that it was jerome bettis it was heinz ward it was james harrison it was troy palomalo ben's never really been the face of the organization a lot of times the media will tell you ben's the face of the organization but they're wrong. Now it's T.J. Watt. It has never been Ben for Steelers fans. The quarterbacks are secondary in Pittsburgh, at least in this big Ben case. Just the fact of the matter, if he were uh, more of a team player, he would have been the face of the franchise. But, but you know, it's Troy who's in the head and shoulders commercials. You know what I mean? Like, it's T.J. Watt who you're seeing in ads now. It's never been about Ben. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. It, it was in the beginning. I remember you telling me all the mothers were really upset when he got in that motorcycle accident in Pittsburgh. It all went bad for Ben when he when he couldn't stay out of women's bathrooms or whatever. Yeah, I mean, well, like you said, it's like the Kobe Bryant thing, right? Like, if somebody can be as much of an ass off the court if they want or off the field if they want, right? As long as they're good on the field, we'll just pretend things didn't happen. 
And that's why we saw that shift where it used to be maybe about Ben in his first two years or so. But then all of a sudden, it, you know, it was that the Super Bowl was about Bettis. It was that Heinz Ward is the face of the franchise. It was that Paul Amal is the face of the franchise. You ask people about the Steelers now, I think they're more likely to tell you how excited they are about TJ Watt or Ryan Fitzpatrick than Ben Roethlisberger, definitely. Get excited about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Dude, we're going to bring him to Pittsburgh. We're going to do it. We're going to be the guys who start the rumor that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to Pittsburgh. <laughs> He'd fit in. That beard, oh, my God, I would wear that to Heinz Field. All right, now speaking of about another quarterback that's maybe holding up their franchise, and I never thought I'd say this, but but Drew Brees, what is Drew Brees doing, guys? Somebody who I don't know who wants to take this first. Casey, you know what what's Drew Brees doing here, man? I mean, I thought I thought he was going to go into the booth. I thought this was it, but 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 now what is he coming back? I mean, the longer the longer what what was it going to be? I, I'm kind of torn on this, man. Part of me thinks that he's going to the booth. Part of me thinks that he's coming back for another season, and that this whole restructuring I've been told by a lot of people like this whole restructuring of the deal thing is just to make it to where they have to they take less of a hit on the cap next season blah 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 money 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 but also part of me thinks that he's taken this restructure of uh, of his deal so that way they can go out and get another big piece to help out on on the team in order to get them to the Super Bowl in his last season um uh, if I had to go with my gut, I, I think he's done. I, I think that there's no way he's – I don't want to say no way. I, I think that he's not a New Orleans Saint next year just because – I don't know. How do, how do I explain this? As a, as a player and someone who's beloved by a franchise, the last thing you want to do is come back. And I think, Matt, you kind of said this, is uh, you don't want to taint your legacy. And if you come back and you just stink it up, which I don't know if Breeze would absolutely stink it up, but he definitely wouldn't be the Breeze that we know – um, if you come back and you just stink it up, uh, it, it kind of sours the fan base a little bit. So then if you stink it up and then you say, yeah, you know what? Actually, I am done. The fans are going to look at you and say, well, maybe you should have just actually been done last season. So I, I think he's done. And I, I, I think he is going to officially call it um, probably sometime in the next few weeks or so. I mean, Jay, right? I mean, he's got to be done. I mean, if anything, I can handle – redoing the contract to make whatever this final whatever season but come on man if breeze if breeze is starting week one for the saints there's no chance for a super bowl on a team that that was you could argue a quarterback away from a super bowl last season oh definitely it, it, it is a sad end but we've talked about this with other quarterbacks a lot of times you know get guys who make it to multiple super bowls win one or two their, their career doesn't end gracefully whether it's eli manning or ben roethlisberger or even drew breeze i i think this isn't the ending we want for a breeze, but it's the ending I think we're going to get. You know, the only successful pass over about 20 yards in that game was thrown by Jameis Winston. And, and it was clear that even Sean Payton knew that, that breeze is out of gas. And, and we can pretend this injury is temporary or something that can be fixed, but it's clear with the, the punctured lung, the torn fascia, the rotator cuff. I mean, there's just no way. I, I think if he doesn't hang it up, uh, uh, the Saints need to sit down and talk him into it so he can go out gracefully and not be released. Yeah, Chad, right? That's that's the thing. So give me give me the chances, Chad. What are the chances that Breeze is actually starting next season? You know, man, I would have a week ago said zero. Now I'm hearing all kinds of back chatter and all kinds of, you know, some of these guys just don't know when to let go, and I can't blame them. Who wants to let go of that kind of legacy, that kind of career, that kind of opportunity? It's hard to let go of that. Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, all these guys. 
I mean, you, you don't know when to let go because the competitive fire in you is so great and you still think you can do something. And I think Drew is teetering on that edge. I don't think anymore that it's just a foregone conclusion that he's going to the booth. I don't. I, I would have not said that. Only a week ago, but here we are, and I think now he is. I I don't think he, he I don't think he's in his right mind, and I agree with Jay. He's got to be talked down from it because this, it's a disaster for this team. This team is so good in every other position except for what he has to offer. He is not their best solution at quarterback, and it's time for him to not hold this team hostage, and let them move forward and be what they can be with somebody who can lead them. And I'm not saying it's Jameis, and it's certainly not Taysom. They're going to have to do something outside the box. But so are most of these teams in the offseason. They're going to have to find solutions that are different. So if, if he's the quarterback to start the season for them, this team is in trouble. That's all I can say. Not, not the guy you want. He, the, that, that play that Jay mentioned – the reverse that Jameis threw down the field, that was the longest pass play of the year for that team. So if, if that's what you want to if, – if that's how you want to hold on, if you want to see more three- and five-yard, seven-, eight-, nine-yard passes, I mean, get rid of Michael Thomas. He's done. You, you know, what, what is your offense? How, how are you any more dynamic – it, it's it's a terrible recipe. It's a bad, bad situation in New Orleans unless he just is holding on and waiting to say I'm done at the right time because he needs to be done. It's over. Yeah, no, it's 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 it sags. I thought Breeze was the one guy who kind of maybe got it and was going to retire with grace and humility as a saint. And now I'm 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 really concerned. But Chad, hey, you don't, you don't think? That, yeah, yeah, Casey, go. I, w- I want to bring this up real quick because you got me on that show um, with with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, right? That that uh, that show Ballers, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got me on that show, and um, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's it's just a in in short in short uh, explanation. It's a show about sports. Okay, so Matt, I, I know that you've probably you probably remember this, but. I'm I'm fearing that Breeze is about to get to this level where if he does come back, um, he's going to be that vet that all the young guys and um, all the guys who are younger than him, still vets, but younger than him, are seeing in training camp. And they're like, oh, hey, what's up, Drew? And as soon as Drew walks away, they're giving him the side eye. And they're like, God, I can't believe he came back again. Like, we love the guy, but, like, it's it's definitely time. And I'm fearing that he's about to get there with it. not only the front office and – the fan base but maybe even the teammates so uh, i think that's a huge um possibility if he doesn't step away now god that'd be scary because you know the locker room was with him all season last season so it would be really were they were they really matt i mean i I think so i think so okay well i i I, i'm I'm, this is my biggest question in all of this is like sean payton and as much as we love him and as much as we respect him as a leader and a guy who has made all the right decisions for the organization, did he make all the right decisions for the organization by keeping him in and rushing him back onto the field when he was not the best option for that team as, I mean, really seriously, 
would they have not been better if Jameis had not been taking snaps and they had been either, you know, you don't, you don't ever see it in the NFL, but what if, what if they had alternated Taysom and Jameis and figured out a game plan aside from Drew? I think they'd have been in a better position to win than if they had just trounced him out there and said, okay, this is our guy. We're going to stick with him. And I feel like Sean Payton kind of betrayed the franchise a little bit because he didn't do the hard thing. He stuck with his guy, his, his boy, the, the one that they rode together, and, and we're going to see this all the way to the end, to the detriment of the team. And that's the part that's the hardest. You don't get that kind of defense. You don't get that kind of offensive line and skill position players and not take advantage of it because the, in the NFL, it's, it's not like in the NBA. It's not like in major league baseball, these teams don't carry over every year. The turnover is great. And your opportunity to win is a very small window. And did he, did he cut off his yes, nose? Despite he, his face? <laughs> he cut off his nose despite his face. And, but I, and that, I, think, I, think, I think, I think that was unspoken understanding though. I think that was the unspoken understanding, Chad, at the beginning of the season, was that this is Breeze's final season. We're not going to say it. We're not going to say anything about it. And maybe because they didn't say it out loud, Breeze is like, well, maybe it wasn't my final season. But I think, I think you know, it's kind of like that Kobe Bryant final season, you know, for L.A. Did L.A. kind of just say, well, we know we're not winning this year. We're playing one more year with Kobe. We're going to do the swan song year with Kobe, and, and that's going to be it. And I think, I think the Saints kind of took that, and they said, look, We've gotten really close these last few years with Drew. He might be able to do it again. This is it. We're running it one last time. And I, I think it was an organization decision. I mean, I don't think it was just Sean Payton. I think ownership probably had something to do with that too. But I think at the end of the day, nobody was expecting Drew Brees to then turn around and say, one more year. That's bullshit, though. That's bullshit. In the NFL, you have very small windows. And if you have a chance to win – why would you stick with somebody who is not going to give you the best chance to win? He didn't give them the best chance to win. I, I don't, I, I'm sorry. I look, I'm all for appreciating what a guy has done for your franchise, but in the best interest of how you win now, he was not their best option at the end of the season. He was clearly not their best option and he stuck with them. He put him back in there, even when he didn't deserve an opportunity to be there. They should have just said, Drew, sit down. If you want to play next year, play next year. But this, right now, we have a chance to win a Super Bowl. This team is one player away from winning a Super Bowl, and you're the one cock-blocking it. So, I, I, look. You could make I the same argument for those Broncos with, with Peyton Manning, though, you know, and, and they stuck with Peyton Manning, and somehow that Broncos D won the Super Bowl for Peyton Manning. But – I mean, the Broncos yeah, could have... But if you have the choice, you know, I, I think you go to Winston or Hill. What, what disappoints me in Sean Payton's decision is going into the fourth quarter of that game, when it became clear, not just to, to opponents, but to everybody viewing the game around the world, right, that, that Brees couldn't throw more than 20 yards, you send him to the injury tent. You say, look, man, I got to pull you. Go talk to the doctor. You're not throwing right. His decision not to do that was crazy. And hopefully, if Peyton's more, if it's more than just Sean Payton making that decision, hopefully that group will get together and, and cut Drew Brees if he won't retire or release him, whatever the, the appropriate NFL term is. Look, the Saints are $65 million over the cap right now. No team is further over the cap than the Saints are. They, they got to get rid of him. It's, 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 it's not an option on many levels. 
And, and to your point, Jay, he has never been the guy who sacrificed his salary until, to, until now. He's always been the guy who's me, me, me. And that's kind of counterintuitive to what we think of him as, as a Saints fan base. You know, he's always been the guy who's always taken more than anybody else and has put them in this position. It's not, it's not an accident that they're here. It's by design. It's by his own design. And then for Sean Payton to stick with him and ride with him all the way through this, I just don't get it. I just, I'm like, look, man, what's first? The, that guy, the guy who, who, I mean, yeah, thanks. But we have a chance to actually win a Super Bowl, and you are the only thing that's standing in the way. What's more important? bowing to my constituency, making sure that all the Saints fans are happy and can say, oh, yeah, well, we lost with Drew, or giving your team the best chance to win. And I don't get it, dude. It was just like, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm watching it, looking at it like, dude, I would rather have Dan Pastorini in there. I, pick, pick your backup, anybody. He, he just – he looked shot, and it was obvious – and he kept going back to the well. It's just that's that's not an organizational decision. That's a Sean Payton decision. If Breeze comes back or if he doesn't come back, I mean, Chad doesn't think the solution for the Saints is on a, is on the roster right now. I don't think it's Taysom Hill. I think Jameis Winston is a proper solution. Casey, do you think the Saints have their uh, quarterback of the future on the roster right now? Or are they still going to be looking? Um, I don't think that Jameis Winston is the answer for the for the future of the franchise, but I think he's the answer for next season. Uh, I think they bring him back for probably one more year or maybe like a conditional second year or, you know, I'm not, I'm not extremely privy to the contract negotiations of the NFL. Like I am in the NBA. I know that in the NBA, you are allowed like, uh, you know, teams will give uh, player options or team options where they can opt in or opt out on either side. I'm not sure if NFL is the same way, but if it is, I could see them doing something similar like that in terms of a team option with Jameis. You know, you come in, you perform, and if you perform well, then we'll look at extending you even further the next season. Um, but in terms of the actual future of the franchise, as of now, I don't think that Jameis is that answer. And I, I, to echo Chad, I definitely don't think it's Taysom Hill. Um, I think Taysom Hill is a great piece in terms of – Throwing him, it's kind of like whenever you know teams run wildcat. You know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, teams all of a sudden they run wildcat, and the defense is like, "Whoa, what do we do? Oh my god!" And you know, that's kind of what Taysom Hill is. You throw him in, and now the other the opposing defense isn't terrified of him, but they're like, "Well, okay, now we kind of have to pay a little more attention to him." Um, I think Jameis Winston is the answer for next season. Um, if if it were me, that's what I would do. Um, but I don't think he's the answer for the foreseeable future. If it, if it were me, I'm, lo- I'm looking at some way to try to get Deshaun Watson over to New Orleans and him be the, the future of the franchise. But I'm, I'm just not sure if that's possible. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't see Deshaun Watson going o- over there. But I don't think the Saints have enough to give. And as Jason pointed out, they are in major cap trouble right now. Um, Jay- but it's not like Jameis was a turd. He led the league in throwing only two years ago. While he had made terrible decisions, isn't that on you as an yeah, organization? Throwing interceptions, too, yeah. Yeah, led the league in interceptions as well. Isn't that on you as an organization to fix those things? Isn't that your job to bring him in and say, all right, look, 
you obviously have Rothke. You're the number one draft pick. It's not like he's just some washed up has been. He's a guy who has clear arm talent. Isn't that your job to say, all right, let's fix these problems. And hasn't a year under that situation, that system shown him how to do things differently. If not, then you release him. But I'm telling you at this point, I would be much more excited than about Jameis Winston than I mean, how much more excited would you be if you're the Colts about Jameis Winston than Carson Wentz? I mean, really? Seriously? I told you, man. I, I've told you from the beginning. I, I love Jameis Winston and the LASIK surgery. I think Jameis Winston is going to be incredibly good. And I think another oh, thing – Jesus Christ, don't start with the LASIK, dude. Hey, don't. look. Hey, look. Ah. You, you're talking about, you know, things that have to be changed to improve uh, sight. You can see better. If you can see better, you're going to throw better. Um, he can like, see better because an organization will help him see better. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and LASIK surgery. Something. LASIK surgery, Chad. Go look it up. It, it's amazing what it'll do for your eyesight. And so, like I said, he can see. He's got the right coaching. And, uh, yeah, no, there, the, Sean Payton was on the record as saying that there's a reason that he uh, he didn't start Jameis in those games that Breeze went out. He didn't want to lose Jameis like he lost Teddy Bridgewater last season because, you know, he didn't want to showcase what this guy's got. So, you know, I don't That know. is so weak. That is so weak 